You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So, we're going to start our learning tonight with some Hilchos Loshon Hara, which I think we've been uh, successfully uh, introducing uh, pieces of it as in terms of our halacha. Uh, this is a, a very uh, fascinating uh, aspect because we know how terrible Loshon Hara is and we know the damage that it does. It's hard to think, that, it's hard to think even that people uh, are really careful. We live in such a world today where everybody, um, where everybody is just is, is, is shooting off the worst terrible things about everyone. Um, and yet I think it's important, uh, not to be influenced and to try to work on Loshonara. And the problem, of course, is that many people have is that they get dissuaded when they realize how much Loshonara they've been saying and how much hurt they've already done. And as the Chafetz Chaim says that we know it's, it's an Avera that's very difficult for a person to get Kapara for. Uh, the Chafetz Chaim speaks about a case where the person has spoken so much Loshon Hara in his life and now decides to turn a new leaf, but what's standing in front of him is, I've spoken so much Loshon Hara about people, um, I don't even know where to begin, these were people that I was friendly with years ago, they're not even around anymore, who knows how much I've hurt people with the type of gossiping and, 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 and things that I've said, so what should I do? And the Chavetz Chaim says, yeah, it is difficult. Um, Chavetz Chaim himself gave um, a couple of he gave us an interesting answer not in the Sefer um, Shmiras Haloshon but in one of the others for him one of the, one of the Terutzen that was given not by the Chafetz Chaim but was based on um, uh, something that the Vilna Gaon had once said uh, to his Talmud Muvak uh, Rabbi Zal- Zalman of Haloshon I mentioned the other day Rabbi Chaim Haloshon when I spoke about naming after Tzadikim Rabbi Chaim had a brother known as Rav Zalman, uh, also known as Rav Zelmula, Zelmula of Aloshan, who died on the young side. And he was supposedly even brighter than Rav Chaim. And people saw him as the real Mamala Malcolm of the Vilna Gom. Unfortunately, he didn't live long enough. And I'll tell you a word over from Rav Zelmula from this week's parsha in a minute. But Rav Zelmula uh, was worried about this idea of an Aveira that he had once done, and he wasn't able to find the person that he could ask Mechila from. So the Vilna Gon showed him something in the classic Sefer Chayvus Alvovas from Bachayim Pakuda that says that if you really try, we, we saw this last night, if you remember, Rav Shach said something similar about the type of efforts we need to do in terms of chesed. But if a person really pushes himself to tshuva, and, he, and he's, he's upset about the fact that he can't reach the person that he has hurt, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears your tefillos, and yitin Hashem belev hanifka limcholo. HaKadosh Baruch Hu somehow connects the dots. Here you are saying, please be me all the people that I've hurt. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears that, and of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu is aware of all the people you've hurt, and he's able to sprinkle into their hearts something that a Baruch Hu, that the person will be Meichel. And um, 
this was something the, the Rechaibus Avova says, and it was well known in, in the Litvisha circles. The Chavetz Chaim himself, however, being although he was Lithuanian, did write uh, in his Sefer Kovet Shamayim uh, about a case of someone who had actually uh, learned, and maybe he was learning the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, and was worried about the fact that he couldn't do tshuva properly. So the Chavetz Chaim told him something that we've seen, by the way, if you remember, we gave a shir before Yom Kippur about how you can get kapar for chilu Hashem. And one of the ways we saw in Rabbeinu Yonah was work on Kiddush Hashem. Doing the, in other words, try to make up for the, the vacuum that you put into the world of Chilu Hashem. Try to make up for that vacuum by Kiddush Hashem. That's what we saw, even though the Gemara says there is no Kapar for Chilu Hashem, the Rishonim, as we saw, did give some possibilities to people, and one of them was that. The Chavetz Chaim, based on a Medrash wants to say the same thing when it comes to Lashon Hara. What does the Medrash say? The Medrash says, Tzadikim ba'oso davar shachotim, in this thing they did the Averian, bo misratzim. Which is interesting, because this Medrash seems to go against our, the usual attitude, which is ein kateger nasas haneger, right? We're worried about reminding God about the Averias that we've done. But Sadiqim seemingly are able to do that. Sadiqim are able, just like they can, you know, are, 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 can do tshuva me'ava, you can become a tzaddik, they can take the actual thing, that one thing that they've done the Averis with, that topic, that idea, and somehow channel it. Now, how does that happen? Now, we're not talking about in a chesidish way, in a way where you take the essence of what that Avera is and, 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 and transform it. Chavetz Chaim says what he thinks the medrash means is, if you've done an Avera with something, that aspect of what you did the Avera with, which let's say is, is Lashon Hara. So now become an advocate for anti-Lashon Hara. And what you're going to do is teach it. First of all, learn it. And teach it. And, and teach it mitoch sifrei aposkim. Don't just teach it and say Lashon Hara is bad. Give people real halachic pegs to stand on, that they can actually navigate for themselves. You know, you, you can talk about how terrible Lashon Hara is, and the person will just get depressed. But if you go through the laws, like we've been doing here, you can see, yeah, it's tough, but this, you can navigate it. You can navigate not eating shrotzim in your food. You can navigate not caring on Shabbos and knowing what the halachos are. You can also navigate this halacha. Therefore, the Chafetz Chaim told the person, and I would take the Chafetz Chaim's bracha on this, will somehow give mechila, even though you've sinned against people that you really need to ask mechila from and you didn't do it. Rav Chaim Kanievsky was asked about this as well, as Olgesund said. And he said, what's the problem? The problem is you've hurt so many people. Now, how did you hurt many people? By ruining their reputation, by... Now, so there's a certain amount of communal pain that you're responsible for. There are people out there that, that now, you're not going to be able, Rechaim said, to fix maybe them specifically, although maybe not, we'll see in a minute. But you could at least now work for the community. How can you work for the community? So be involved in public works. Help the rabbi. 
people have gotten their reputation ruined, a whole number of people, now go out there and help the roads, clean the, the streets, um, do things that help the community in a, in, in a large way. Everybody, if it's, there's, it's, if it's the Achnasus Arachim room in the hospital, if it's some sort of other thing that the, the community, Sidurim uh, in the Shul, or something like that, where, oh, look, he's really helping the Rabbin. Um, and, and Rav Zilberstein, Rav Chaim Kanievsky's brother-in-law, said that it should be Dvarim Gashmian. Um, real things where people see it, you know, maybe snacks for people that are waiting in line uh, to vote. Who knows what it is? Something like that, where you're thinking what the Rabbin might need. But then, Rav Zilberstein said, you should also daven what we said before, that those people who maybe know you've said Lashon Har on them, or even if they don't know it was you, will somehow really mean to be mochel you. And it's possible. This is what Zilberstein says you could also daven for. You know, people, talk, people were asking me what I thought about the idea of davening for Trump to win. Uh, and there were people who felt you should do this, that you should daven for that. I, I'm I wasn't sure, and again, you know, I'm sort of on the fence. I'm in the middle. I was actually hoping he would win, really. I know I've said a lot of negative things about him, uh, and you're probably surprised, Moshe, because you've been hearing negative things from me for many, many years about him. He is a very not a nice person and not a good person. But I actually think for Tisrael and for many other reasons, we're probably better off with him, President, than not. You pick your poison. What? You pick your poison, right? However, should I daven for Trump to win? Should I daven that, that, that you know, <laughs> that uh, it's too late now because the vote's already been cast. So that's probably, you can't vote, you know, uh, but maybe to vote for people, let's say, should I, could I have daven on November 2nd? Oh, that these people in, in Philadelphia should see all the riots and say, I'm voting for Trump, even though I thought I was going to vote for Biden and change their mind or uh, et cetera, especially if, if it's already been made. Can you daven for such things for people to change in order so Rav Zilberstein says you can, Davin, at least that maybe what could happen, listen to this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will somehow bring those people to get a benefit, let's say, from what you were trying to help the community with. One of those people is one of the people you've hurt in the past. And therefore, there's going to be a hook here. There's already going to be a connection between you and that person, although not about Lashon Hara, but somehow that that could open up the Pesach for him to be Mochuyu. Now, this to me was a, a Moface already. I, and, and, and the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed um, Rav Chaim Kanievsky to see this was, uh, uh, was incredible. Um, you would think Rav Chaim Kanievsky would always be sitting and learning. And we know that he, he, he didn't think you have to go to the Kvores. But one time when he was younger, he happened to have traveled to Maron, uh, where the Rav Shemar Yochai was buried. And he saw that there was somebody who had donated chairs for people to sit there. Um, and there was an older person who was sitting there, benefiting from the fact that that chair was there. He could sit there and, and rest. You know, I, I think you go up a hill. I haven't been there. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure you go up a hill to go there. So I guess those chairs are important. Anyway, the guy, the man who was sitting in the chair said, 
Shehiskin And it turned, he says, it was great. And it turned out that when they saw the name of the of the don of the person who donated, the person says, I know him. And Rav Chaim somehow, I don't know how Rav Chaim went into the story even deeper, but it turned out that that person who was sitting in the chair had actually been hurt by the guy who had donated. And now he was able to have some sort of sense of mechilata when he saw that the person was trying to be to be better and did something positive. So Chaim said, you see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do it. Hashkacha Pratis. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu can make it work. The man who put those chairs there, Davin, please, I want to be a better person. I want to make up for what I've done. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will somehow arrange things. And again, it, 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 you, you might, it might strain believability, but I'm telling you something from Rav Kanyevsky. That he saw it, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was able to somehow bring that person to that place. And that really allowed the real mechila to happen. And we can do the same thing. Even people that we've hurt, uh, we can, again, have real harata and be macabre with that. So that is, that's our kuchos lashon hara with a lot of chizuk as, as far as that goes. Let's move on to another topic, which is in the shulchan aruch, which is um, the idea of uh, meis mitzvah. Now, where does meis mitzvah uh, come up in the uh, in Shulchan Aruch. We've been talking about bearing a mace on Yom Tevsheni or on Yom Tevrishon, but where did mace mitzvah come into Hilchos Yom Tov? Before we get to that, however, uh, let's do something that is based on um, uh, the Rishonim. That let's, as we said, you can do a Melocha de Rabbonin and a Melocha de Raisa by a Goy. Yontav Sheni, according to the way the Shulchan Aruch had said, not the way we do it today, you can even do Malacha Daraisa. So therefore, um, you can carry the mace. Now, let's say, to get to the Pesach uh, Vodas, the only way you can get there is through an automobile. Why can't you carry it? Maybe it's a dangerous neighborhood. Maybe the roads are it's just so far. Or maybe the body will, you won't be able to carry the body. There's no horses. So in such a case, you can actually get a, a guy to call the uh, hearse and the body can be transported by car. Now, what about the people who need to be involved in the burial? They can also go with in the car that is called for the Goy on Yontif. Now, if it's Yontif Sheini, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you can even have a Jew drive the car, if that's the only way to get there. And as we've been learning, even the Ramaz says, if you're going to have to pay an incredible price, to get the goy to come, even the Ramo would agree that on Yantiv Shani, Adin, they could have driven to where the funeral spot is. But again, 
That's really the uh, only the Hever Kaddish the people that are necessary. And we don't do this, but it's possible we might see a day of returning to these halachas, especially in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe, in fact, this is only in Europe and in America. Could be in Eretz Yisrael they actually uh, have started in some places uh, to to do that thing exactly. Okay, so that's the halachas about a, a mace that's not a, a mace mitzvah. Let's now see the halachas of a mace mitzvah and where that comes in. So, where is it in Shulchan Aruch? So, if you take a look here, it's in Simen Ches, Sif Ches, Simen Tav Kof Chavav Sif Ches. Okay. So here is the Shulchan Aruch in the Mishnah Bura, as we've seen many times. And it goes from here to here. Okay. So, where is a mace mitzvah mentioned? We'll see in a minute. Im noda lebnei ir achas she yisrael mace rochok misham arba chamisha yomim. If the Jews in one city discover on Yantif, perhaps, that there's a Jew who died, they get some evidence. There's a dead Jew somewhere. How long will it take to get there? Five days. Uh huh. Or maybe it was before Yantif, but by the time they get there, the Jew is not being buried properly. They're not going to get there on Yantif. They're not going to be able to get there. Mutter would say Shani. The Machaber says they can go outside of the Tchum. They can do just. They can go out there and travel. Now, even though the mace is not going to be buried today, but the fact that the mace will be married quicker, they, the, the, the group of the Hebrew Kedisha, the people that are involved that they need to bury him, can take a trip to that city to get the mace mitzvah. G'day, l'machir kurosa. Okay, that's one aloha. Now we have the Ramon. Similarly, let's say there's a mace and it's on the second day of Yontiv. And you could, there might be a place, as we're going to see from the Ramah, that you could bury him there. In fact, we know that I'll pee the din, and may might even be a din Torah, that a mace mitzvah is konemakomo. That if a person dies in the street, in the field, out there, that area where that person dies becomes connected to that corpse. And, 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 and that area, even someone else would want to do something there, the person needs to be buried there. That, that's how the Din that we know from the Talmud. But here we're going to see from the Rishonim that actually you can even though you could have buried him there. And maybe there even was a Jewish cemetery nearby. You could go and bring him to this cemetery in this city. Now, the way the Ramah writes, it sounds like there wasn't a cemetery there. There was a Jewish cemetery, just like he could be buried in a field. This, this is a psak of the Rashba. 
And what about the first psaq that we said? That for Mace Mitzvah, you could go and do whatever is necessary, even though he won't be buried today, because what you're doing is at least, as we saw the law shown, lemahir kvuroso. You could make it quicker. The burial, in other words, Mace Mitzvah doesn't mean necessarily to get the body buried, but it's activity you're allowed to machal yontiv in order to get a quicker burial. So, because it's a Mace Mitzvah. Which wasn't the halach, if you remember, when it came to uh, uh, your own mace. If your own mace, they're not going to do the burial until after Yontif anyway. You can't go out there and deal with the mace, even though it's going to be quicker. But for mace mitzvah, you're allowed to. Which is interesting. Why is it different? If the halach should be the same, right? And we know when it comes to your own mace, if, it's, if the burial is anyway going to be pushed off, you're not allowed to do any chilul yontif. But for Mace Mitzvah, you can. Even though you're not going to be able to get the body buried on Yontif itself. So in order to understand this, this, this Sifches, what you can do is, first of all, you look at the sources. Now you can see what I have here um, uh, up on the board. The Beragela. There's Rashbats Bichuba. And then you have the Base uh, Yosef quoting a tshuva. So the tshuvas are Rashba and Rashbats. Rashba is Shlomo ben Aderes, and Rashbats is Reb Shimon ben Tzemach Duran, who was uh, in uh, Algiers, started off in Spain. Uh, the Rashba, uh, and he, so we're talking probably a period about 150 years between them. Okay, now, I'm setting something up here because we find over here a very large Eir Halacha. It goes all the way down here. And in fact, it continues here. All the way here, look at this giant bear aloha. It's a two-page bear aloha. All the way, it's, it's actually, right, um, all the way down here, a giant bear aloha. Okay. So, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, I don't want to incur your ire. But what I will do is show you some of, some of, some of the basics of, where, of what the bear aloha wants. Again, again, this is learning the Mishnah Bura. And you see, in fact, he's actually said, look at the Baralacha. Look at what I wrote in the Baralacha. So I'm going to just make it easy for you to, by, by seeing something here. So. Um, this is the Beit Yosef. We know that the Shulchan Aruch is is really... The, the kitsur of what Rabbi Yosef Kaira wrote in the Beit Yosef. And in many ways, you don't understand the Shulchan Aruch unless you look at the Beit Yosef. So there are two halachas in front of us. One of them is, is the Makor, for actually, uh, we talked about um, driving to the base, to, to, to the base Akvaros. Where does that come from? So it comes from the Sefer the Ramban wrote called Torah Saddam. Ramban wrote a sefer 
about what does it mean to get sick, to die, to be dealt with after death. And even including the end of the Sefer, he talks all about the world to come. Uh, the Torah Sa'odam, really a great work. Um, and what happened was like this. The Ramban says, I saw the toast was talked about, something that happened in France, beyond Tavshani, that the whole that basically they they got onto uh, horses and the people uh, saddled up and they buried the mace on Yontevshene and I guess it was very far and there was a procession of horses going down to the place that he was being buried. And Tosfus writes that uh, and the Ramban perhaps says it sounds like no there were Rabbanim there and no one said anything. No one said it was wrong to be able to get right now. Again, you see what we're talking about. Obviously, they didn't want to go on the horses. It was probably too difficult to reach there unless you went by horseback. The Ramban says it must have been impossible. Just like we know by Edis HaChodesh, you're allowed to, if there's one witness who happened to have seen the moon, but he can't walk. So you're allowed to hire a donkey driver and a special bed attached to the donkey. Then you can take him all the way to be Machalel Yontif and Machalel Shabbos to go out of the Tchum to, that he should come to give Edus. Now, but by Edus, it's because we needed him. Because otherwise, you're not going to have Kiddush HaChodesh, possibly. He might be the only one who saw the moon. So the Ramban says, Edus HaChodesh, we think, is Tzorach Kol Yisrael. Because this might be the person who decides, because of his testimony, we now know when Rish Chodesh is, and they can, they can announce Rish Chodesh. So therefore, it's a Dover Yermachawan of HaShabbos. But it, you only allow him to go into the horse, into the donkey, when that's the only option. Now, when it comes to Bearing a mace. That's not right. The, the basically, uh, we're more machmer. Obviously, this story that occurred about the horseback, it, it couldn't have been everybody. It couldn't have been everybody who wanted to come. In fact, it probably didn't even include the family. Probably the only people it could include are the people you need to do the burial. And this is where we get the psak about taking the car uh, to, uh, to, do the lava, to do the funeral. And that's where that psak comes from, from the Ramban. Okay. What about the psak that we saw uh, in the, in, in the, in the Ramah, quoting the Rashba? Here's the case. So, there was a case like this. The Goyim came to us and said, The Goyim said, I saw a Jewish man. He was beaten up by some hooligans on the road. And how far is it? A parsa v'chetzi. Now, a parsa is four mil. You can only go on Shabbos or Yontif. On Yontif, you can only go two mil. Right? That's the amount you can go. That's the tchum. So a par says four mil. So they were going out of the tchum. So the Shoah wanted to know, if I go there, 
could I, could, can we bury him, bring him back to the city, or we should bury him where he is? Now, he, now what the Mishnah Brewer talks about, which we're not going to go into, is maybe he could be alive still. So obviously the heter to go out there is clear. You're, it's not a, it's not we got to go there to bury him. Let's go there and maybe we could save his life. But if he's dead, they wanted to know from the Rashpo, from the Rashpo, could they, what should they do? Should they bring him back? Should they bury him there? So the Rashpa says that they, if they find him and Nebuchadnezzar he was dead, they could bring him back to the city in order for him to be buried as a Jew in Kever Yisrael. Especially, the Rashpa says, if he's already bought a plot or his family has a plot in the city. As you can see, the Rashpa says, if this is his family plot here, it's very important to bring him here. Why? Because it's Yontav Shani anyway. So you could even cut uh, Hadassim to make him smell better. For sure, if this is the way he's going to be buried, and even if, and this is why I said before, there might be some other place for him to be buried there, but this is Kivrei Avosov. And that is what we see in next week's parsha, how important it is, how the Ovos were so makbid on Kever Ovos. And Kol G'dayru Yisrael, the Rashba says, Maisa B'chol Which would mean that even if there's a, a, a Beis HaKvaros there, bring him here on Yontif and let's get him buried in his, um, in, in, in the Kever of his family. And the fact that it's Tomim, you don't care about that. Now, We do it all the time. Now, the Rashba added something. Now, the Beis Yosef points out that this Rashba is arguing with the Or Zarua, Rabbi Yitzchak Mivin. Rabbi Yitzchak Mivin was an incredible sefer. The Or Zarua was a very important work on um, Halacha at the time. Uh, you could say it rivaled the Rashba. It was very, very well-learned, safer. People quoted it. So the Orzarua says, and he quotes, as you can see in a minute, that there was a story that happened in France that they took the body to be buried to a different city. Even though in the first city there was no real cemetery. I don't know why. When Rabbeinu Tam heard about that, the great Rabbeinu Tam, according to the Orzeruah, he was very upset. What did you do? You should have buried him in town. Now, I know he's got a, another place. There's not a real cemetery here. Bezoyer Ames, put him in the ground here. Now, after Yontif, then you could bring him to the other city. Rabbeinu Simcha, who was a student, uh, an older Talmud of Simcha Mivitri, said that everybody who was part of that funeral procession, that they buried him in a different place, needs special kapara. Now, what do you see from here? A machlok has shown him. The Orzerua says, so what would he have passed in the Rashba's case? He would have said, bury him over there. There's a place to bury him. It might not be the best place. 
bury him there. And in fact, as you take a look, I'll, I'll show you one more time what he says, then disinter the body. A person who's burying it's already covered. Moving the body again, okay, then you'll then you'll bury him in, in Kever Obos. But don't be Machal Yontif if there's a good place to bury him here. That is the Psak of the Urzarua. And he quotes the great Rabbeinu Tam. So, the, the Beis Yosef, not the Mishnah Buri, we're talking about Yosef Cairo here. And here you see the, the Mishnah Buri does very similar things. When we see the Mishnah Buri getting and putting the Shittas together, he's following in the footsteps of Rabbi Yosef Cairo. That's what Rabbi Yosef Cairo did in the Beit Yosef. So there's a Machlokas Rishonim, how we Paskin. So look what the, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo says. The Rashba's right. Even if you could bury him there, don't bury him over there. He's a Mes Mitzvah, whatever it is, bring him back. And even if it's a din and only because this is his kever, bring him here on Yom Tev and bury him here. Why? Shem Nechonim B'Tamam. They make sense. If you're able to cut, do a Malacha Daraisa of cutting uh, on Yom Tev Sheni, cutting uh, Hadasim, for sure you should be able to uh, do this. And the other thing he says is, the Rav Mufaku. You know, my good friend, uh, Marty Knecht, sometimes, uh, if you remember, when we were learning, uh, would sometimes say, how do you know that this person is bigger than that person? Everybody's the same, right? They're all great Tamir HaChomim. Well, I'll tell you where I learned it from. I learned it from the Beit Yosef and others. The Beit Yosef says, yeah, what... This is not one versus one. The Rashba is Rav Mufak. He's bigger to me than the Orzarua. First of all, I like it. It makes sense. But even if it, I, even if they both made sense in the same way, you go with the person who is a greater Paisik. The Rashba is a greater Paisik than the Orzarua. And therefore, the Rashba wins. And, that, and you call the spade a spade. The, things are not all equal. And that's the reason why the, the, it's in... That is the reason why it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch as well by the Ramah based on the Hachra of the Beis Yosef. Okay? Now, let's talk a little bit about the other case uh, about <laughs> the Meis Mitzvah. Uh, what was the case of the Meis Mitzvah? So, it was actually asked <laughs> by the Rivosh. It was asked from the Rivosh first. He was also one of the people who went from Spain to North Africa. And he went to Algiers. And they asked him about a Jew who died, Merachok Meyushuv Yisrael. And the Goyim, the, the Muslims, put him in a cave with his clothes. And they closed the cave. Now, I don't know why they didn't want to bury him, but that's what they did. So the question was, could they go and do something on Yantav Shaini? So the Rivash, who was already considered one of the Gedewe Ador, and he was, they were, he was like when Ramesha Feinstein came to America. Now North Africa has one of the great postkim who came from Spain, that they had to leave Spain because of the, uh, of the Inquisitions and other things. The great Rabbi Yitzchok Barsheshis is here. And he paskin for the Jews in North Africa, the Jews in, in, in Morocco, that, no, you can't do it. 
um, the mace isn't here. If a mace is here, everything is mutter. That mace is in some city far away. The Rashbats, who was younger than him, Shimim and Semach also was one of the escapees to North Africa. And he sat on the Besden. But believe me, he chepped as we say in Yiddish, uh, the Rivosh. And he knew about the Rivosh's Psak, and he says, no, you're allowed to. Um, because he's a Mace Mitzvah. And therefore, this is where we get the idea of Mace Mitzvah here. So if it would be a weekday, of course there'd be Yechiyuv. You do everything you can for a Mace Mitzvah. Now, even though it's four or five days, it doesn't make a difference. And he adds, why? Because the longer he stays there, the more the body is going to disintegrate, the more the lack of covet amaze there is. And especially, we know what those Arabs might do. They might open up the cave and let the dogs, they say, we're not keeping this stinky Jew here anymore, literally. And they're going to let the dogs eat him. So, therefore, that is a machlokas, two big people. And it's not like the Machlokas to Arzarua and the Rashba, that they didn't even know each other. These, these men knew each other, were sort of in the same city, the same area. And the Beis Yosef writes in the Sefer Bedek Abayas, Niren Lidvarav. And that's why he paskins here, not like the Rivosh, he paskins that way. And now that that became the Halacha, there's a Nafkamina Lamaisa based on that. And I'm going to show you what that nafkamina is, it does come up, unfortunately, Nebuch. Here's where it comes up. It comes up in the following case. Um, Let's say you find out that your relative died on some trip that he was taking to Paducah, Kentucky. And there aren't any Jews over there. And what's going to happen? Who knows? <clears throat> he's in a morgue. He's in a, he's in a, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they're going to bury him. Maybe who knows they're going to burn his body. So you'd have a right to travel. At least and, and you could ask a guy to, to do something for you to travel there uh, to make sure. Uh, you know, that, that you could be able to machalil yontiv. Maybe you can't be machalil Shabbos, but you can machalil yontiv sheni for sure. Uh, to um, to do whatever you can to uh, to make sure that the person is buried on time, and that could happen today, and I'm sure it does. Where you, where there are mason that you never know what's going to happen if they die in a hospital somewhere. Do what you can. Uh, to try to, uh, you know, uh, you can have a guy drive you, if that's what it is. May, again, I'm not sure about going on a plane, that I'm not sure, but as as, as long as you're not being over a malacha daraisa, it's mutter for you to do whatever you can to get there as soon as possible to make sure that the kvur is going to be uh, a proper kvur. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.